You're listening to The Enoughness Revolution, a powerful conversation on what it takes to become enough and stay enough as we strive toward our potential. I'm your host, Enoughness Coach and Women's Leadership Mentor, Megan Hale. Join me every Monday and Thursday as I talk to some of the top voices on what it takes to live true, live brave, and become our biggest champion along the way. It's time to revolutionize the way you live, love, work, and dream. This is the Enoughness Revolution. Hello, Soulful Leaders. I am loving all of our guests that have debuted recently and all of the guests that are about to debut. One of the favorite things about starting a podcast is being able to have just amazing conversations with women who are doing phenomenal work in the world. And our next guest totally falls in that category. I am speaking to Amber Lily Estrom, who is a branding strategist and online entrepreneur and host of the podcast, The Soul Fueled CEO. She just launched it and it is phenomenal. So make sure you go and check that out after we get done with our episode today. She has helped hundreds of entrepreneurs turn their passions into heart-centered brands and thriving businesses. From idea conception to the construction of the business and all of its digital assets, Amber assists new entrepreneurs in changing the world one beautiful brand at a time. Amber spent a decade working in collegiate athletics marketing, leading the University of New Hampshire Wildcats brand, as well as teaching sports marketing at the university. She was responsible for creating many revenue-generating and culture-shifting campus traditions that live on at the institution. She is recognized as one of the top sports marketing professionals in the nation and was slated to step into the role of president of the National Association of Collegiate Marketing Administrators. When she decided to leave and shift careers to launch her business and work from home to raise her daughter. You can learn more and connect with Amber at her website, which is amberliliestrom.com. She has a phenomenal free training called Become a Productivity Powerhouse. It's right at the top of her website, so you'll definitely want to check it out. I thoroughly enjoyed my conversation with Amber, and I've already reached out to her several times about mommyhood and running a business because she does that so well with her daughter. So I'm so excited for you to join us in our conversation today. So without further ado, here is Amber. Welcome back to the Enoughness Revolution podcast, everyone. I am so excited to have my guest, Amber Liliestrom, with me today. We just connected, and I was so excited to receive your email back, Amber, saying, yes, let's talk about enoughness and leadership. So I'm so excited to have you on today. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Megan. I'm just completely thrilled and honored. (laughs) Thank you. So I always like to give my guests an opportunity to introduce themselves to our listeners. So who are you and what do you do? What's your passion? I am a branding and business strategist. I'm an online entrepreneur. I'm a passionate soul on a mission. Um, I am now the host of the Soul Powered CEO podcast, which I'm super excited about. Um, I'm a mamapreneur of a beautiful little girl named Ani and um, a wife and soul sister and just someone here on this planet that is, is learning as I go and unfurling, just totally enjoying and embracing the ride. Mm, I love that. Always a student, right? Absolutely. I feel the same way. <laughs> I feel yeah. like every single level I get to, there's like a new layer to explore. Oh, yeah. 
it never ends, which is the beautiful part of life, right? That is, that is yes. the adventure that we are on and it's, and what a gift that we get to be on this ride. I totally agree. And that's actually one of the things that's kind of come up in the enoughness work itself is that there's always another layer of enoughness to go through. And we, you know, we were t talking briefly before we started the call and I'm about to be a new mom and that's a whole new journey of enoughness that I'm about to experience for sure. Mm -hmm. Totally. And, and I think, you know, I'm going through my own little transition just that uh, we're looking at preschool, right, mm -hmm. for the fall. And so um, last night the email came back saying, congratulations, you know, you're like in, which is very intense, just getting a seat in a preschool, um, apparently. Um, but, you know, nobody tells you these things. No, there's no manual when you leave the hospital with your baby that tells you that, you know, this, this is the age you do this, and this is when you do this, and this is how this is going to go, and this is how your child's going to sleep or not. Um, no one prepares you for those things. And so uh, I think that one of the most important lessons that I have learned in this process of becoming the mom, the mamapreneur that I am now is just that I really have to be present with myself on my journey. And that is, that is how I am enough, right? It's if I'm outside of myself or if I'm focusing on external validation, then I, then I'll never be enough. I'll, I'll always be comparing and I'll always be in a space of just feeling there like there's lack and scarcity. Um, mm -hmm. But being with myself on my journey, being where my feet are and just recognizing, oh, that feels like fear. That's emotion. You know, that's, I don't want my baby to go to preschool, but she has to. And so we just have to like have a little self-talk about what's really happening here and, and, and reach out for help if I need it and just slow down and recognize that everything's okay. You know, there's, there's, it's all okay. And these feelings of fear don't mean that I'm less than somehow. It's just mm. part of being a human and being a mama. Oh, I love that so much because <laughs> it's so true. I think sometimes like we make fear out to be the bad guy when it's just a part of us being human beings experiencing life. Yeah. And what it's such a beautiful signal. I think it's, it's a signal to say, Hey, uh, I just need a little, I need my cup to be filled up a little bit more over here. Slow down. You know, you're going a little too fast. And I think that in this culture, in this society, it's so easy to go so fast, you know, and and I think that I have to recognize that because I've always been an achiever and someone who's been able to juggle a million balls in one um, and recognize that just muting my fear and trying to numb it and put it off to the side and go and just push and muscle through um, has been the, the chief source of the dysfunction or the, the challenges that I faced, right? The, the, bigger, the bigger bumps on the path, if you will. Um, and so now being able to connect the dots between those life experiences and go, Hey, well, that's why that happened, and that's why that happened. Um, and okay, I'm so grateful for that because it now it's really clear and it's really easy for me to recognize when I'm starting to get on that bumpy path again, how to kind of smooth things out, slow down the bus a little bit. Um, and I think being a mom is a great place to be because your children are just always really living in the present. Yeah, they don't know how to do anything else. And so my daughter brings me back. You know, like she'll literally. There have been times which. It's, you know, it's like, oh, to say it out loud, but there have been times where she'll come over to me and like shut my laptop on my lap and go, mama, play. And I'm like, oh, oh. you are so right, honey. <laughs> what a great Let's message. go play. Why, you know, why am I doing that right now? Yeah. And, you know, and I really pride myself on being as present as possible, but there, but there are times where my mind is not present when I'm playing with my daughter. Yeah. And she helps kind of snap me back into that. And so now I can help myself snap back into that, not require my two-year-old to do that, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that's like really coming up for me right now is there's this emotional awareness 
as a big part of your journey. And I'm wondering, was it, was that always your experience or were there some moments where like, wow, I'm really not that in touch with myself and I need to be. Yeah, that's a really, that's a great question. Um, I think that I was, uh, I went through some, some challenging stuff as a young child and, um, it, it definitely made me, it grounded me and made me more emotionally aware from a really young age. Um, mm. because I had to, I had to kind of like be in a little bit of a survivor mode. Um, and I ended up going to therapy at a really young age too. So it kind of equipped me with like starting to have that dialogue, um, and emotional yeah. awareness and having someone just asking me really intentionally about, well, how are you feeling and what's going on with that? And until I was, you know, a certain age and I just, I just, I don't want to talk about my feelings anymore. Like I'm done with that. I was, and it was really because there was some anger and I just wanted to like put it aside, but I channeled it through being an athlete, a competitive athlete. And, um, that was incredible therapy for me. I, all the way up until becoming a division one soccer player in college. And I, yeah. I still play now. And, um, it was an incredible coping mechanism. I think that there was a lot of years where I really, um, spent my time achieving, you know, for, for other people's goals or, you know, um, definitions of success in terms of really hitting on that button of like, that's how I would be worthy, you know, and, and I wasn't quite sure what real success meant to me. And I think I'm still coming in that, that true definition now uh, as an entrepreneur, um, because I've really only been on this journey for Um, I left my corporate career, uh, eight months later yeah. and launched my business. And, um, and in, in really in those two years, it's like, it's been, you know, a fast track of just really recognizing like, okay, that doesn't feel good. That doesn't feel like success to me anymore. And I can, I can remove myself from that or not participate in that or just stop that launch and do something different, you know, um, in a way where you're in a corporate job, it's not so simple to do that. Right. Uh, because you have this achievement system around you that you've bought into and you're, you're playing the game within. I mean, really that's kind of what it feels like at certain times. Um, and it's not really safe to say what it is you really want. Yeah. So, um, I feel the most, uh, most connected to myself that I ever have in my life now um, which ironically, really, I call back to my former self a lot. So like that really young child that, yes. um, that true, like, because she did feel like she knew what the deal was, you know, and she yes. kind of saw. And so like, we're, I'm like, I got, I've got you sister, you know, I've yes. got you still with me. And now we're, we're doing this together as opposed to like, you know, separate forces. And it just feels really feels strong. And it also feels a lot easier to come back to center when I'm feeling a little outside of myself, or if I start playing the comparison game, or, you know, go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, you know, it's so interesting to me, like, the, I've talked to so many women through the podcast, and having just these conversations of enoughness, and really defining what success and happiness and fulfillment really mean to you. And it's blown my mind how many of us have really gone and reconnected with our inner child, like mm -hmm. that pure essence of ourselves, and we bring her along for the ride now, and it just allows us to work from just such a beautiful energy, I feel like, of that present-mindedness of really just being with ourselves. Mm -hmm. it's it so just sets such, a, it sets such a beautiful example for everyone else, not just for our children, um, not just for our clients, but everyone in our lives. You know, like I, just a couple weeks ago, we were in, at the office with, with our accountant, and he was like, okay, so wait a minute. Tell me a little bit more about what you do. So you went on a retreat to Hawaii 
<laughs> and you work like, you know, 15 hours a week max and you work from home and you're with your child. Tell me more about what you know. He's like, <laughs> right. And he's like laughing and just going, you know, I'm not going to leave this room until, uh, you know, the late, like late April. Right. And yes. you're, this is what your life is. And it's just such this dichotomy. And, but he, you know, he laughed at it and was also really inspired by it. And I think so for us really not only visioning what success is to us, but then actually physically creating it, manifesting it, making it happen, um, working for it. Cause it's a combination of all those things. Um, we give other people the permission to dream their own dreams too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like enoughness shows up in both of those cases, like the internal process of really defining your own version of success, but then also the taking action that's necessary to, to manifest it. Right. 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 Absolutely. It's all about taking the inspired action. And once you know what, what those inspired action steps are, um, once you've called them in, right. And you can start mm -hmm. taking those little baby steps. It's, it's just incredible how quickly things start to just kind of, yeah, you know, they just start to roll and, and it just it starts to feel sort of like a game and you realize, Oh, it is. Yeah, <laughs> it actually is. Um, and wow, what if I were to look at my whole life like that, you know, and, and how, how would that change my daily experience in my life? Absolutely. So I'm curious, there's this pattern of, you know, not really listening to the fear in your life. Was there a moment when you were like, this is not the way that I need to do this, I actually need to have a conversation with it? Yeah, <laughs> a lot of them. Um, I think, okay, I think the biggest one of all has to be that the moment of my daughter's birth truly. And yeah. I was sharing that with you before we started to record, but, um, I was in like complete denial around the fact that the elephant in the room was, I was completely on this wrong path. I had created a very successful career in collegiate athletics. I was going to be one of the, um, presidents of the, the marketing administrators of the whole country, essentially that would have wow. been this year. Um, so I was really well known in my, my field and I was being pretty well groomed to become an athletic director at the division one level, which for women is like a pretty significant thing. There's only like 30 or so in the country. And so I was really killing it at that job. And I was mentoring people all over the country and um, people were calling me saying, you know, can, can I have calls with you? I want to learn about your journey and all this. And I remember just being on, being interviewed on a podcast actually, and feeling like for just a second, like, Ooh, I wasn't really being fully authentic. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't really want to be doing this, but it's not safe for me to say that right now. And so then on the day that my daughter was born, um, I'm sitting there in labor at my house and I'm like, not sure that I'm in labor. So like, I'll just share that with you. Like, <laughs> like, you know, I didn't really know what was going on. And I emailed my boss and I just said, you know, I'm feeling a little like crampy today, but I think I'll be, I'll do my best to be in by noon. And, um, you know, I'm texting my sister-in-law who's an ER nurse and she's like, so how, how like frequent are these cramps that you're feeling like in quotations? Yeah. And, uh, I said, Oh, like five, Oh, five minutes apart. <laughs> oh, Oh, <laughs> so I ended up calling my doctor. Long story short, she, I drove myself to the hospital, like in labor, I get there, the day progresses. I end up in an emergency C-section later on that night. Um, and during that procedure, I stopped breathing in the operating room table. So it was just this like total, like just felt like a wonderland experience. Like how is this happening? You know, like mm -hmm. I, I felt like, okay, I'm, I went into labor on my own the day before my due date. Like we're doing this thing. Like I'm going to push this baby out. Like I'm going to achieve it all. You know, like, I can do this. And then it doesn't work and it's not working and things are like starting to get a little scary. And so, 
Um, we go in and, and I stop breathing. They're bagging me. I literally go into a state of like not clear consciousness, you know, like I'm just not really there anymore. Um, thinking truly and having conversation with God, with higher power, you know, I think that I'm dying, you know, I think literally at this point. And so at first, the first thing that happened was I felt this incredible sense of resentment and anger and this feeling Mm -hmm. of like, I have so much more I want to be doing and I'm just flat out not doing it. And it was this like total awareness. And then, and then it shifted into this incredible release of like, but I'm grateful for the life that I have. I'm grateful for the love that I have. And if this is my moment that I accept it and I, and I really just surrendered and literally in that moment of that feeling of surrender, I, my breath came back and I was literally, I was okay. And the procedure continued and, um, Ani was born and she was perfect and healthy and okay. And, and then my husband came cause he wasn't allowed to be in there when that was happening with me. And, and it was just like, whoa, you know, this like, yeah. did that really just happen? I, and I look back at the photographs and obviously I'm shell shocked cause I just had a C-section and a baby and all this, but I can tell on my face that it was like, this is literally what just had to happen for you to wake up in your life, yeah. you know, to realize that this, you don't have to go down this pathway. You don't have to make every other person happy in your life other than yourself in order to be enough until, you know, you have to give yourself permission to actually want what you want. Mm. And, and I wouldn't, I mean, I, I just, I wouldn't, you know, it's like it, everything had to be a certain way in order for me to like get the green to, to take the next step. Yeah. Um, but as soon as my child was born and as soon as I was a mom, it was like instantaneous, like no more. I'm going to do whatever it takes and I'm going to, and it took some time and it wasn't an overnight thing. You know, it took, it took some time. It took eight months for me to, you know, finally to leave and to be, you know, and to start my business and to really launch it. But, um, I was really ready. I was from that day forward, I was preparing for it and, and I hit the ground running and my business has been really successful and Mm -hmm. I connected with incredible people, men and women all over the world. Um, and my whole life has completely like turned on its axis and I've given in such a, wholehearted, soul-powered, fulfilled way um, that I just feel every day I wake up, you know, obviously I've always felt grateful all my life, but uh, it's just a whole nother level, like moments of just being like, is this real? Like, is this real? Is this real? Like, I just understand and I get it on such a deeper level than ever before. Yeah. You know, I think so many women and men can relate to your story of feeling almost I don't know if trapped is the right word, but so committed and invested into this one path. And especially when things are going really well, doors keep on opening up for you. And it's like, why would you not want this? Right. So I can just imagine like being in your shoes of just being like, how can I like, is it okay for me to give this up? Is it okay for me not to want this? Because so many other people would. That's right. That's right. But it doesn't mean that you have to. And I, I remember this one day I was walking down the hallway um, in my office building and I just, I remembered seeing um, some of my coworkers down the hall and I saw that they looked really, like really happy, you know, like they looked really happy talking and doing their job. And I just thought, you know, like I really loved and respected that in them. And I just thought, this is what they've always wanted to do. Like this is true success for them. This is their achievement system and they're really genuinely happy. And I get to discover what that is for me too. I, just, because, just because I don't want to sit in that chair and work in that corner office and, and do that job doesn't mean that I'm not worthy. Yeah. And it was this like total freeing awakening moment. And it just compounded on every, all the other pieces and steps that I was taking and all the other work I was doing. And 
it wasn't easy, but it was worth it. And it, you know, a million times over, a million times over. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm just curious, like those eight months when, like from the time your daughter was born to the time when you're like launching your business, I would imagine there had to be a lot of permission slips (laughs) written, Um, a lot of inner work and inner trust that like, this is okay. I can do this. Like really stepping into your own personal leadership at that point in a different way than you had before, because obviously you come from a really strong line of leadership in your life, but this is a little bit different when you're following your own path, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, my mom, God bless her was saying, um, wow, could you, you know, you walk away from those benefits and that 401k and the salary and you've been there for 10 years and it's security, honey, it's safety. What do you, you know, you have a baby now. And it was like, she wasn't wrong, you know, about, uh, about a lot of things, but I had to look at, I had to look at the, vision that I had for my life of like really what I wanted it to look like and was the environment in which I was participating and the track that I was on going to lead me to that path? And the answer is absolutely not. You know, all those, those pieces that I wanted to create around time freedom. I mean, I worked a job that was 50 hours a week, nights and weekends because we were, you know, all these athletic events. And so I miss so many family things and family is the most important thing to me in the entire world. And so I felt like, wow, this is really incongruent. You know, yeah. but I didn't think I could do anything else. And so I went on a real personal development journey. Um, one of the books that helped me the most during that time was definitely the, the Desire Map by Dale. Yes, yes. And it was huge for me. It was like I had never really thought about things in that way. And that book is all about permission. Yeah. You know, it's all about it. And I had it like I would read it at night when I would have my like little bits of breaks of sleep in between feedings. And then I would listen to it in the car while I was driving and I would listen to her voice, you know, and and I would just sit in the car. I'd be like looking at the clock being like, okay, five more minutes. And I would just sit there listening and like powering myself up for the day. And, and I think the other piece that I'll add too, is that, um, I, I was a competitive fitness athlete for a long time. So I did a lot of like training in early mornings and I would always be listening to audiobooks and listening to things. Um, and so I was really in the practice of like, you know, personal development and growth and like working on myself and recognizing that, you know, that I could do this, that leaving the big corporate job thing wasn't part of my, my past or my identity or like, you know, my, my family, like my parents still work in jobs with bosses and all that. Um, so it was a diversion to, to go there, but, um, but I just built myself up. It was like, I, like I train, would train my muscles for, for my fitness endeavors. It was, I was training my personal development, my heart muscle, my soul muscle, um, to be able to better, participate in life. And all I wanted my whole life, my biggest vision was to help other people to, to really see their, their magic and to see their light and to really celebrate it and, and champion it. Um, and I was doing it in those other ways, but it was like a really like a filtered version of it. Whereas right. now it's like, just like a fire hose, right. With yeah. <laughs> I get to, to serve in that way. Yeah, no, I totally see that. Like it wasn't manifesting in the way that really fed your soul. Right. So right. I'm, I'm curious when, I, I feel like there was, a, there was an awakening process for you of knowing that you wanted to do something different, but maybe not knowing exactly what that was. Like, I'm sure there's a lot of gaps and holes, yeah. which usually creates a lot of, of fear and uncertainty within us. And like, our mind doesn't know how to, how to cope with that because we're planners, especially high achievers. Right. You know, the right. plan, you know, a year out or how everything's going to fit together. And so when you really go on this new soulful journey where Things are not, I mean, they're much more abstract. Mm-hmm. What was that process like for you? And how did you kind of wade into this new way of living your life? Yeah. So I think that I, um, 
I had help. I had a coach. So that is, that's huge. Right. And so she was able to really shine the light on what skills were that I already possessed. And she was able to really like help me harness and celebrate my own power and my own strength and my own stuff, you know, that, that were inherently me, my unique gifts. And, and so she served me in a huge way of like really taking those steps. And it was like, I was shot out of a cannon, you know, like once I got that clarity around, okay, like this is what I really want to be doing. And I got like a little affirmation, a little pat on the back, you know, it was, it was so huge because she knew the space and I didn't, you know, I just didn't know the space. And she was like, this is a whole, this is where people need it. Your, your skills fill it your, your personality and your soul fill it like rock on girl. And I just did it. You know, I spent late nights building my website. I spent, and I had no idea how to even do that. Like I've never used these things before. You know, I, I updated our website at my office and I had technical skills, but it was like not really transferable, you know, into the <laughs> yeah. like MailChimp and all the, like, I never knew what these things were. Um, and so I just brailed my way through it. You know, I just took these little baby steps every day and I just kept building and building and building. And I think the big piece was getting something in place. And I say this to my clients now, like we've got to get a container in place. We've got to get something in place that represents you. So it was at the time was representing me and what my vision was and gives people the opportunity to work with you. You know, like you can't do anything if nothing's out there for people to actually pay you and to actually work with you. And so, um, we did that, you know, and it was like, I already had all these skills and it was just sort of redirecting them and me simultaneously validating that these are legit services and skills that I have. And once I started coaching, it was like, I just flew because it was, I didn't feel like I had anything like nothing was editing me like the way that I had to in my corporate job. You always have to speak in a certain way and PC and all this. And I was just like, here we go. Rock on. Let's do this thing. Like the fastest way possible we can get people moving on their journeys. And that's been my, that's just been the, the drum beat that I moved to. Yes. I love it. So yeah. was there ever a moment when like the how, like how is this all going to come together? How are you going to do all this? Was like a really present for you that kind of created a roadblock you had to overcome? Um, yeah. I mean, it happens all the time, right? Um, <laughs> I, say, I say that all the time. Focus on the now, not on the how. Uh, because the how will, it'll come together, it'll work itself out. But, um, but it's, it's easier said than done when you're like in the start of that, you know, and you're literally like, how are people going to sign up for my list? Or how are people going to hire me when like, how do they know I even exist? I have seven people on my list. And it's like me three times and my mom, my dad and my husband, you know, like, <laughs> like that's how we all start. Right. And I think it's just, um, I just, I, nothing was going to stop me, Megan. That's it nothing was going to stop me. Nothing is going to stop me on this journey of, of my soul's mission. And I, and I'm so aligned with it and I'm so fired up by it that I just knew nothing would stop me. And all I had to do was just take that next step and then take the next step and just take the next step. And that is it. And not focus on all these big things because you only need one client at a time. You only need one new person to sign up for your list or to sign up for your program, whatever at a time, like really, truly. Yeah. Uh, because that's how things happen. And so you just focus on that next thing you celebrate and you just keep moving, keep moving, keep learning. And, and then the process just, you know, it, it suddenly snowballs and all of a sudden, you know, you're launching a podcast and you're hitting six figures and you're, you know, doing all these things that you're like, I knew I would do someday, but I just, I didn't really like, I, I knew I could, but I just had no idea how, what, when, or where. Yes. 
Yeah. And I think like that's such a big testament to leadership. So I often talk about like the who, the who you are is the most important. There's so much how to out there. There is not any lack of how to knowledge. It's so accessible, especially like in this digital age. I mean, if you want to find something out, Google it. They will come up with like 9 million resources of how to do something. But if you're not the who you need to be in order to execute all of these things, there's a huge piece that's missing. Mm -hmm. So how all these things come together, you know? Absolutely. And I think that is at the heart of the work that I do with my clients. It's it Mm -hmm. literally, um, I just got off the, a discovery call saying, I, we have to, we have to start at home base. So we got to start at square one first and really figure out what, your big vision is and where you are now and how we align those two, you know, and how do we draw your map? Because everyone's is going to look differently. Everyone's steps are going to be different. Everyone's process is going to be different. And so I want to, I want to spend some time with you. I want to honor who you are. I want to hear about your dreams and your fears and all of those things. So we can come together and really create this, this map for moving forward. Um, but I'm, I'm not interested in anything other than that right now, you know, and then we'll talk about when your podcast launches and when we, but you know, we got to talk about who you are at at your very core because branding and, and that's the, that's the core of the work that I do is all about essence. It's all about feeling. It's all about, it's an embodiment of who you really are. The branding identity is all of the pieces, right? It's the logo and the website and the copy and the pictures and all those fun things. But unless you understand what lives beneath that, what's inspiring and firing up all those other pieces, you can't, you cannot take the right step forward. You're going to always come back to start because it's never going to feel quite right. And then you're going to have this website and you're going to go, this doesn't feel like me. That's not who I want to be. I don't know why I dress like that in that photo shoot. And right. And it's like, I've totally been there now. Yeah, really we all have, you know, because we're all like, we all wanted to be Marie Forleo. Right. And so we all like set ourselves up, like love Marie. Um, and, but Marie's being Marie, you know, and you can see it like she's, she's, she's doing it, you know? And so I think that that's the key. Like you can never be Marie Forleo because Marie already took her. Now it's about being Megan Hale. It's about being Amber Lilliestrom. It's about being who we are and recognizing that we can be as successful, as amazing as anybody we want to be in the world. We, but we, we start here. Yeah. Definitely. So I want to know, and I, I have a feeling that I already know the answer, but for all of the women that are listening to our conversation, do you find that it's often a, a common thing for us to diminish the natural skills and qualities that we have? Did it take you a, a, any certain length of time to really honor what you just naturally were given in this world and really give power to those because I think sometimes we think success has to be hard and it always has to be worked for Mm -hmm. instead of just using our natural talents and saying this is really valuable Mm -hmm. yeah that's a beautiful question um and one I hope that I will be thinking about for a couple of days I think too and I hope that the listeners are too um, in the context of our own lives right and looking at the Mm -hmm. overlay and the stories um you know yeah I think if I look back over the dots of my life and the hats that I've worn in the moments when I felt the most, um, most aligned and most alive, they were definitely in the, the moments where I was um, just truly being myself, you know, yeah. where I was, where I was really like leading from a place of love and, and just really coming from a, a, a true place of presence and, and leaving judgment at the door. So not judging myself, just showing up as I am in this body right now, however this body looks and feels and whatever. Um, and that, 
that's, I, it's taken some real work and time to be able to actually do that, to be comfortable with myself. I, I definitely, I had a, Ooh, a 15 year period of my life where I struggled with majorly restrictive eating major, um, you know, my, my therapist diagnosed me with an eating disorder. Um, and it's funny that I still am like, you know, I just was like, you know, I just, I just, I hated myself. I, I truly, like I did not truly love myself. And so I was, I was punishing myself through food. But while she was trying to prescribe medication to me, I knew that that was not what my answer was. My answer was to return to myself, to love myself, to face myself for the first time in my life and say, you're okay. Yeah. You're, you're okay. Everything's okay. You're beautiful. You're strong. You're brilliant. Every single thing that you've done in your life to this point is has, you did it with you. <laughs> you weren't, yes. you know, like just all these amazing things. And I think becoming a mom is it's like supercharges that because now you have this human being that you've created, you know, literally you've created a human being, you know, or God or whatever spirit, but, but truly this human being comes out of your body and, um, and now they're here and it's like, I just want to be the best version of myself for her every day, you know? And, and I, it's funny cause I knew that before I was even a mom, I knew I was going to be the mom to a daughter. I just knew it my whole life. And and I, I said, I, I gotta, I gotta face this because I don't mm -hmm. want to perpetuate this for her and her life. It doesn't belong to her. And yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to put this thing to bed because it doesn't belong to me either. Mm. Mm, I love that. So along your journey, you've really kind of had to acknowledge your gifts mm -hmm. just as they are and really see the value that you bring to the world. That's mm -hmm. such a huge piece of the enoughness journey, mm -hmm. having it your power for sure. And it being safe. It's yes. safe for me to say that I'm smart, that I'm talented, that I'm beautiful, that I can, I can, I can do things. I mean, I could not say that. I could not say those words before and really, I, I couldn't even say them truly. Mm -hmm. That's being honest. Um, and now I can say them. I can feel them. And it's, and as I say it, I, I say it cause we we're looking at each other. I know that the listeners can't, <laughs> but, I, but I'm, I'm beaming that right back to you too. And I feel that so holy for you, which means that I really am in myself because there's not a sense of lack anymore. You know, it's like, I don't have to attack somebody else. I don't have to put somebody else down to make myself feel better. Don't have to live that way. I can just know what I know to be true, honor that all day, every day, and everything's going to be okay. It's going to be even better than okay. Mm, you really are talking about, I call it the concept of becoming whole. Yeah, uh, yeah. Filling in the gaps within ourselves, with ourselves, with our own compassion, our own acceptance, our own love. And it gives you such a strong foundation to launch from, but not only to launch, to keep on going. Because mm -hmm. I know just as you do, you know, when you're really standing in your purpose, your soul's going to call you to serve more and to serve bigger and to soul serve bolder. Mm -hmm. And it's in those moments when the, the, those voices are not enough can come back up and say, are you, who do you think you are? <laughs> oh yeah or do you really can you really charge that much or whatever that voice says and I think the process of becoming whole of knowing our just how worthy we are how deserving mm -hmm. we are of everything that's in our heart just really allows us to put those voices to rest and say mm -hmm. that's not my truth mm -hmm. not my story it's not what I'm going to choose to listen to that's right it's beautiful yes so tell me about like your personal experience of working with clients of really helping them uncover like their truth mm. just some some best tips for them to move forward yeah um that it's the the most fun part of what i get to do. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I love it. I just, I, I just, uh, I'm, I'm so grateful. And I, and I love seeing that moment when women, all people, but I work mostly women. I have some male clients too, yes. whom I adore. Um, but it's just that moment when they, when they validate themselves. And, and so I think that it's asking yourself the questions and it, it's like, it's kind of, you have, there are a lot of points of entry with this because we build up a lot of walls, yes. a lot of stories around, well, you know, she can do that, but I can't. And mm -hmm. so I'm going to just keep going around the block on that one. <laughs> you know, I'm going to keep doing that. I'm going to be running a lot of miles here. Um, but it's okay. Cause I need to work out more anyway. Right. Like, <laughs> let's these crazy stories. Um, that just don't really serve us, but we're so conditioned to do it. So it's asking ourselves truly like, okay, time out, time out from everything. Like you have a mama's weekend, you are being forced to go away. Or, you know, if you're not a mama, it doesn't matter. Cause we, whether you're mom of a human or not, you've got a lot of responsibilities. It's just how we all roll. You have a, you have time away where you have to literally be like sequestered in a room with a, with a pen and a paper by yourself quiet just to sit there and answer some real tough questions about life. They shouldn't be tough questions, but unfortunately for most of us, they are when we're, when we start this process, but what makes you feel most alive? Mm. What makes you feel pure, unfiltered joy? What brings you so much joy that you're like beyond giddy? Um, and then unfortunately, the other part of it is that some people have a hard time answering those questions because they, because they are so numbed or they've been serving other people so long in, in a dysfunctional way yeah. that they don't even know how to answer the question right. because there's so much, you know, so much built up. And I think, I think it's then asking them like getting into the, the, the self-limiting belief work and looking at, you know, what does your life look like? Imagine if you stay the way you are right now, imagine what it looks like a year from now. Imagine what it looks like five years from now. Imagine what it looks like 20 years from now. And, you know, I, I bring my clients through a, a meditation where we actually go through that process and it's really emotional. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. It's really, um, it's going to take a drink. It's really um, clarifying. And on the other side of that, they come out with this like conviction around, okay, I need to, I just like me on the operating room table. I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to wait anymore. I'm not going to waste any more time. I'm going to start doing this now. And it seems like the most inconvenient time of my entire life to try to do this. I have a newborn child. <laughs> I have yes. to figure out how to be a mother and I have to figure out, you know, how to, how to launch a business at the same time. Like it made no sense for me to try to do that then, but, but I did it, you know, and it was because I was ready. And I was ready to say, I'm done with, with thinking and living that way. I'm done with marginalizing myself and judging myself so hard that I can't even live my life. I'm ready to step into my power. I'm ready to share my gifts. And I'm ready to learn whatever it is that I need to learn in order to do that. This brings up a really interesting question for me. Do you think that you can, because readiness and willingness are two really key ingredients mm -hmm. to, to really committing to the level that you need to in order to actually make some change happen. Mm -hmm. Do you think that you can create readiness? Ooh, good question. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So do you think you can create readiness? I don't think so. Um, I think that you can, because like what I talked about before, you have to be with yourself on your journey. So mm -hmm. I truly would not have been ready even like four years ago, five years ago. Um, I was still dealing with like this silly eating thing that I was, you know, like that was, 
gr totally gripping me. And so if I tried to be a coach while dealing with that, I wouldn't have felt authentic. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't have felt like I was really stepping into my true and, and full power. Yeah. Um, and so I think that readiness happens, you know, when you're on the journey, when you're committed to it and, and it always feel, it almost feels like there's like a synapse that happens, right? Or like something just clicks into place yes. and then all of a sudden you're like, Oh, you know, and then, and then you have another, Oh moment. And then, and they just kind of start to snowball yeah, moving you in the direction of where you're really supposed to be going. Yeah. And I think like there's, there's different moments of my life. I, I look back at my journey of like really just wanting change so badly mm -hmm. and wanting to be ready for it and wanting to be ready for it. But there were still some key elements that were lacking so that click could happen. And I remember it just being such a frustrating stage for me because yeah. I wanted something so badly, but I wasn't truly ready I know. to make the commitment because of a voice of self-doubt or not feeling worthy enough, or being afraid of what people were going to think. And it's like, each time you go through that process, though, you become a little bit more ready and a little bit more ready. And then it's like the stars align and it's a go time. Yeah, exactly. And, and so I think when you're getting those nudges around, like the next thing, right, that is like the, that version of readiness on your path where you are right now, you honor it, listen to it. Yes. It may not be the, the readiness that you want, you know, like the big, like, you know, the book deal or the six figure launch or, you know, whatever, but, uh, a thousand dollar launch is great. You know, like, yeah. uh, writing, publishing your first book on Amazon is amazing. Right. So all those little things are, these are going to help you take the next steps. And you also just never know who's going to come along your path. You yes. never know who you're going to connect with. I used to say, um, like when I was in my corporate job, someone said like, what, what if like Oprah called you tomorrow and wanted you on like her show? And I'd be like, that it wouldn't happen right now, you know, because, because it's just not time yet, you know? And, and, it, and I don't, I don't think that there's someone out there that's going to do this for me. Mm -hmm. I'm not waiting for someone to like sign my ticket because this is my journey and I'm, and I'm creating it on my own. And, um, do I want help from my friends along the way? Sure. But they're not doing it for me. This is my, this is my quest. This is my, this is my mission. That is such a huge piece of leadership because you're, you're talking about taking ownership. You're taking ownership of your dreams, your vision, and you're doing the work mm -hmm. necessary to be open to everything that comes on your path. That's right. The, the, with the, yourself. The, bump, the bruises and, and the beauty, all of it. I'm grateful for all of it, even when it doesn't feel good. But I couldn't have said that to you even, you know, three years ago. I didn't quite get that. I didn't grasp that. Um, now it's like when something feels really uncomfortable, I, I take a hot second and go, okay, this is what, this is what's happening. This is an old pattern. It's coming back up. It's showing up like this. Let's, let's do some work to kind of heal that work on that, give a little more love. And I think Megan, like the big overarching message is just that we cannot do this thing without picking ourselves for our own team. Mm. We cannot do it without ourselves. And oh. I was trying to do it without me for 30 years of my life. Yeah. I was trying to just, you know, make it happen. And with Amber sitting on the bench over there, you know, and, yeah. and telling her she was a loser and that she was fat and she wasn't good enough and she wasn't smart enough. And I was like running around the field, but I didn't even pick myself for my own team. So how could I possibly do that? And, and so now I realize that. And it's like, if I, I have to honor myself. 
I have to. And it's the greatest gift I've ever given to myself in my entire life. My own love is the greatest gift I've ever given to myself. Oh, I so wholeheartedly agree. I mean, it's, it's like, it's life changing. When you allow all of who you are to sit at the table with you, Mm-hmm. And you're not trying to like cut off little pieces of your story yes. or, you know, little things that you don't like about yourself. You're just really embracing it all. Yes. It's, it's a game changer, mm-hmm. total game changer for your, for your leadership, for your vision, for what you think is possible. Like you open up to a whole new level of what could right. really be. Right. It's and it's magic. And it's, it's like I, with, with friends or, or gals or clients, right. That I see that are just, they're not there yet. I just want to like hold them, you know, and say, you know, and, and also just go really slowly with them and say, you know, it's okay because I've, I've, I was there for a long, long time. Oh, yeah, and it, sense. you know, there are moments where you get into a little valley and you're like, Ooh, but because you've done the work and because you really know what that feels like, because it was so visceral, right. And to, mm-hmm. you know, to dip and, but also the goodness is too. Right. And so like living in that space of real, like pure goodness and joy. And as you know, my favorite mentor of all time, Tony Robbins talks about living in a beautiful state and really recognizing that anything other than living in a beautiful state is suffering. Um, and when you're suffering, when you're letting yourself suffer, whether that's in traffic or because of a, an email that you got, or because, you know, you ate too much of the cake or something, you know, <laughs> you know it's, it's like recognizing that like, why, why am I doing this? Why am I letting myself suffer? And then snapping yourself back into what your, what your reality is and what your life is. And for all of us, no matter what your circumstances are, it truly is a blessing and a gift because we're alive. Absolutely. And I think, you know, you're really kind of hitting on a choice mm-hmm. that we all have the power of choice of how we treat ourselves, how we love ourselves or how we scold ourselves sometimes. Yeah. And I think that, becoming aware of how you're choosing to treat yourself is so massive and just expanding your own personal leadership. Because I can promise you, if you're always talking down to yourself, you're not going to get very far (laughs) because on this journey of entrepreneurship, you're going to be challenged, you know, so many times, all your insecurities are going to come up. The voices are not enough are so going to be there every time you're trying to expand. So if you don't have that foundation of compassion and acceptance mm-hmm. and being able to like be your best cheerleader, pick your own self, your own team. Mm-hmm. Oh girl. Well, yeah. <laughs> and it's, I mean, if you're going to be a personal brand, yeah, you know, it's like the most masochistic thing you could possibly do, right? You're mm-hmm. like putting pictures of yourself on the internet with your name in a fancy logo and words that are yours from your heart and you're putting it out there. And then you're saying, this is how much money it costs to work with me with my skills and services. Like, yeah, you know, that's, it's, it's quite insane, actually, when you think about it, um, on, <laughs> if you haven't really built up that strong, like, I believe in this, I'm aligned, I'm connected. Uh, it's, it's kind of, you know, you have to laugh at that right at this point, because you realize, you know, I have done the work to get to the other side of that. And it doesn't mean that it still doesn't wake me up at night sometimes and still, you know, make me feel my heart flutter when I'm going to the next place or when you're saying your price on the call, discovery call or whatever, like it's, it's just part of the process. But I think just being with yourself in it um, is the most fulfilling and fun way to do it. Mm, I could talk to you for so long. I, I just really <laughs> love this conversation. We're going to have to wrap things up today. Yeah. So I'm going to put a link to your website and your social media in the show notes. So for all of you who want to connect with Amber, I hope you've enjoyed this conversation as much as I have. Please do connect with her on our website and social media. And is, if there are any last words that you'd like to leave us with today. Um, 
Yeah. You know, I just think what I said earlier, I just, I really think it's important to reiterate it is, is that you can't do this thing without picking yourself for your own team. Definitely. And you really, you really deserve your own love. Mm, I love that. Amber, thank you so much for being such a phenomenal guest. I've so enjoyed having you. Thank you, Megan. What an honor. I so appreciate it. And, oh. and best of luck to you with the adventures ahead, my darling. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. And to everyone who has tuned in today, thank you for sharing this space with Amber and I. We will see you again soon. Thank you so much for joining us on the Enoughness Revolution. If today's episode rocked your world or added value to your life, I'd love for you to let us know by leaving a quick review on iTunes. The Enoughness Revolution is a global conversation for owning who we are as women and owning who we are as leaders. If you're ready to break free from the destructive stories of not enough and step boldly into your own leadership, visit me at megan-hale.com for one-on-one coaching, group programs, and courses all designed to empower you to lead. Until next time, you're beautiful, you're powerful, you're capable of achieving everything you desire. Claim your enoughness, sister, and unleash the fierce feminine leader within.